You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by Senior Pastor Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go. Today on Thursday, and we read to us 1 Samuel chapter 8. And we alluded to you that for so long, for since the advent of Nigeria from the colonial rule, we have chosen our own leaders. Just like the children of Israel cried to Samuel to give them a king like all other nations. We have done that for this number of years, either willingly or unwillingly. Military intervention is a result of one of such. Willingly, there's disenfranchisement with, or there is disenchantment with the status quo and the military feel we must do something about it. Either through the ballot box or through the butt of the gun, we have chosen the kings we wanted. But in 2023, God will choose his own man. Can I have a big Amen. It is a season of God and a time for God to choose who will be his representative to bath, establish his purpose even for the greatest civilization that is yet to arise. Can I have an amen? Amen. Someone sent a post to me and I shared it with our leaders I'm not sure that person speaking is Queen Elizabeth. But the title says Queen Elizabeth and what have you about Africa. But that person is not Queen Elizabeth. I was reading that it was out of Africa that Joseph came and solved the solution of the world famine in his time. Because Egypt is part of Africa. Hallelujah. Today, one of the greatest civilizations of the world is Israel. And it was out of Egypt that they left. Out of Africa went forth Israel. When a season where the greatest civilization that we herald this new thing in the world, the arrival of the soon coming king, that great civilization is about to be established. I'm talking of the new Nigeria. Hallelujah. For every five black men on the face of the earth, one of it is a Nigerian. Right? And you think God will allow Nigeria to go down the drain? No, he will not. And that's why this year is his turn to choose whom he wants for Nigeria. It is not in any man's hands. It is not in Inex's hands. Hallelujah. It is not in the hand of any godfather. Neither is it in the hand of any godmother. It's in the hands of God to determine. Can I have an amen? amen? We will do our part as men 
Proverbs 16.33. Please give me again. Proverbs 16.33. We'll do our part. You have done your part. The message says you can make your motions. You can cast your votes. But God is the one who will decide what happens. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Technology, that verse is not complete. There is still a section. Cut it and paste it manually. And make your motions and cast your votes. It's God that will decide who wins. He has the final say. Shout hallelujah. That grace of God will be sufficient for Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. This morning, by the grace of God, as we look into the word of the living word of God, I would like to continue on the subject, the tale of two boasters. The tale of two boasters. How did we arrive here? We're examining the watchword that the Lord gave us because it's our year of turnaround. In Psalm 30 and verses 6 and 7. When David said, when I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. He made a boast when he began to prosper. In my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. But was that boasting based on the Lord? Was he making the boast in the Lord? And then when the plague hit him, he recalled and corrected himself. He said, Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. Can I have an amen? amen? Now he understood that it was the favor of the Lord that made him to be strong. It was the favor of God that prospered him. And as a result, he was not going to be moved because it was God that was the doer of it and not because of his prosperity. Because when God hid his face, he was troubled. May the Lord not hide his face from you. In the name of Jesus. When God hides his face from a person, from a people, it's a terrible thing in righteousness. Glory to God. So consequently, we began to look at if we will not boast in our prosperity, if we will not boast in our strength, in what should we boast? Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. This is what the Lord says, NIV or ESV, anyone. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. Jeremiah 9.23 Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts, boast about these, that they have the understanding to know me, 
that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. We have had men who have been boasting of their wisdom, of their strength, of their riches. And you and I are living witnesses of all the happenings in our country in the last couple of weeks. Men of riches have boasted in their riches. And yet some other folks of power have exercised their power to say, you know what, that money will make it useless for you. Hallelujah. When, they, when Naira became short, what happened? Men began to share dollars. You saw on the news, the man that was arrested with hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they kept the exhibit near the lawmaker. But when men of riches are boasting, the men of wisdom and the men of power will also boast in their own power. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me. That I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in this I delight, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 72. We went then to Psalm 72. From verse 1 to 5. The Amplified Bible. To show us that when God begins to talk of the kind of boast we should boast, God is saying, I am interested in leadership. I want you to boast of good leadership. Men should stop boasting in their strength, in their riches, in their wisdom. But let's boast for once that we have good leadership. Because good leadership will deliver the dividends of not just democracy, but the dividends of the good of the land to humanity. Hallelujah. Give the king knowledge of your way of judging. Psalm 72 verse 1. Oh God. And the spirit of righteousness to the king's son to control all his actions. Who has the knowledge? Who is the one that is best suited to lead? It's God. He's the ultimate leader. He's the leader of the universe. He set the earth, the heavens in position. He's the ultimate leader. So he says, give the king the knowledge of your way of judging, O God. And the spirit of your righteousness to the king's son to control all his actions. And if you give, they gain that knowledge, what will happen? Let him judge and govern your people with what? Righteousness. And your poor and afflicted ones with what? Judgment and justice. And when that begins to happen, what will happen? Verse 3. Then the mountains shall bring peace to the people. Whether it's the mountain of education, whether it's the mountain of celebration, whether it's the mountain of um, media, whether it's the mountain of economy, whether it's the mountain of politics, 
when leaders begin to rule in justice, in judgment, in righteousness, in the way of the Lord, in the way the Lord wants us to judge, the mountains shall begin to bring peace to the people. And the hills, through the general establishment of righteousness, what will happen? Verse 4. May he judge and defend the poor of the people. May he deliver the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. Can I have an amen? The oppressors of Nigeria are already crushed. They are already decapacitated in the name of Jesus. And they will not rise again in this nation in the name of Jesus. The Lord will cut off the arms and the feet and the generations of every oppressor of Nigeria in the name of Jesus. So that they may revere and fear you while the sun and the moon endure throughout all generations. Can I have an amen? amen? The reign of oppression and wickedness is over in Nigeria. Yes. I thought I would have a better amen. Yes. Verse number five. Okay, that's it. So that they may revere and fear you while the sun and the moon endure throughout all generations. Glory to God. So we concluded by letting us know that the boasting that God is referring to is for us to boast in good leadership as a nation, as a people. We furthermore said to us, that when you look at loving kindness, righteousness, and justice, they are spiritual endowments. They are spiritual endowments. And it is God that gives these endowments to kings and princes who rule on earth on his behalf. Hallelujah. Furthermore, the message translation of Psalm 72, verses, verse 1, codifies them as gifts. Give the gift of wise rule to the king, O God. The gift of just rule to the crown prince. Shout hallelujah. They are gifts from the Lord. When Solomon was going to become king and God appeared to him after he offered sacrifices, God said, ask me whatever it is you need. Just ask me. In 1 Kings chapter 3. And he asked God for one thing, the wisdom to be able to rule his people. And God gave him not just that wisdom to rule but he also gave him riches. Give me First Kings chapter 3 and look for the verse. So because you have not asked for your enemy's neck, I will give you the gift of wisdom that you need to be an effective and most prominent and the best leader of all generations, but I will also give you riches. God said to him, because you have asked for this and have not grasped after a long life, He didn't ask for riches or the doom of your enemies, but you have asked for the ability to lead and to govern well. What will happen? 
I will give you what you have asked for. I'm giving you a wise and a matured heart. There has never been one like you before and there will be no one after. Glory to God. This is God speaking. So the ability, the wisdom to rule, to be just, they are gifts from the Lord. They are spiritual endowments. And they must not be, you know, taken light off. Because they flow from the God of justice. They flow from the God of heaven. He's the ultimate leader. And if anyone will rule in righteousness, you must be connected to him. Glory to God. Psalm 89 verse 14. New King James, righteousness and justice. Psalm 89 verse 14. NKJV. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth, they go before your face. Hallelujah. Righteousness and justice, they are the foundation of the thrones of God. And out of it flow mercy and truth. If our leaders exercise righteousness and justice, which is the foundation of leadership, mercy, the bowels of mercy will flow forth out of their bosom. Policies that will ease life for the populace will be the order of the day. Truth will not be far away from them because righteousness and justice becomes their foundation. Hallelujah. Psalm 85, verses 10 to 13. Psalm 85, 10 to 13. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have keyed. Truth shall spring forth out of the earth. And righteousness shall look down from where? From heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. How will our land yield its increase when there is mercy, when there is truth, when there is righteousness and peace when they have kissed? Can I have an amen? Look, the land cannot produce maximally if there is no righteousness, peace, justice and truth. That is why we are unable to tap the resources of Nigeria. That is why some in the name of concurrent list, exclusive list, will sit on policies that should benefit states. The federal government will hold on to it because it's not in their state. The minister of that particular office is not from his state. So what will happen? They will kill it. Since when have we had independent power supply? Governor Dili of River State's built an independent power plant in Omaku. Over, I mean, what year did he rule? 2003? 20 years ago, the power plant is getting rotten away. It cannot be deployed because you cannot produce independent power in Nigeria 
is the exclusive reserve of the discos and the jenkos and what have you by the federal government. So a state that has the resources cannot give its people free power. What is that? Does that make sense? Please talk to me. Glory to God. I'm exhorting you in various and sundry ways this morning because we have entered a new season in Nigeria. Hallelujah. In 2023, Nigeria wins. And Nigerians, you and I, we win. In the name of Jesus. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. You want the goodness of God in your life? Pursue truth and righteousness. On your individual level, I've talked about our nation. You want God to manifest his goodness to you? Pursue truth and righteousness. Stand on the side of the right. Stand with the oppressed. And do not be an oppressor. And you see how God's goodness will manifest to you, to your family, and your land will yield its increase in the name of Jesus. Says righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. Can I have an amen? We are talking of the new Nigeria. It must be the new you. It must start from the new you. You must begin to stand for truth. Stand for mercy. Stand for righteousness. To stand for justice. In every sphere of endeavors and every areas of your life. Where you are a participant. You must not close your eyes to injustice. You must not join the oppressor gang must stand on the side of the oppressed. Mercy and truth must kiss. Righteousness and peace must kiss out of you and through you. I pray that that transformation will begin with you. That transformation will begin with me. In the name of Jesus. As we continue with our subject, the tale of two boasters this morning, please go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. You know the background to this story. We read 1 Samuel chapter 8 to us. Samuel was judging Israel and his sons were not doing well. They were not taking after his footsteps. So the elders of Israel came to Samuel and said to him, you know what? Give us a king like all other nations. Your sons have failed you. They can't rule us. They can't judge us. Your time has expired. And the thing displeased Samuel and he went to the Lord and cried on behalf of Israel. And God said to him, listen to them. Listen to them. They are fed up. They are not spiting you. It's not you that they are tired of. It's me they are tired of. Because I'm the one judging through you. If they are tired of me and they want a king, tell them 
these will be the characteristics of the kings that will rule over them. And he, Moses, Samuel wrote it down. In 1 Samuel chapter 8. He will take your sons to be servants. Your, son, your sons will become his servants, riding his chariots, doing area boys, doing this. And they say, yes, we like it that way. And God's stamp of approval came upon it. That led to the enthronement of which king? Who was the first king of Israel? King Saul. He was a people king. His kingship came was a result of the birth of the yearnings of the people for a king of their own like all other nations. And you know that it ended before he started. Hallelujah. After he miraculously and divinely God connected him, he was looking for his father's lost asses in 1 Samuel chapter 9, himself and his servants. And they kept going from place to place, from city to city. When they get here, they say, oh, they passed there, they have gone to the other place. When they get there, oh, the donkey, they have... Until God connected him to Samuel. Divine connection. He was anointed and given instructions. Go and wait for me in Gilgal. Before Samuel could show up, what happened? He said he was under pressure. The people were pressurizing him. We must go to war. We must fight the Philistines. And he needed to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Yet the prophet said, wait for me. After he was pressurized by the people, what happened? Immediately he offered the sacrifice, Samuel showed up. What is this you have done? It's the people. It's the people. They were going to leave me. And as a result, I didn't want them to leave me. I had to force myself to do the sacrifice. First Samuel chapter 10. And... Um, of course, we had the judgment of God. When it is the people that install you as king, you'll be beholden to the people. Can I have an amen? When it is the people that install you, as it were, you'll be beholden to them. But I wish our politicians are beholden to us. I wish they listen to us. Can I have an Amen. Because they are supposed to be our representatives. But you and I know that Saul was on a frolic of his own. And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, we saw the second blunder he committed. And God stripped the kingdom from him. And for how many years? For 40 years, he was a placeholder on the throne even though a new king had been anointed. Isn't God interesting? Can I have an amen? Because the new king must develop and mature. Because nature does not like a vacuum. Can I have an amen? Am I boring you with my short story this morning? Hallelujah. So 1 Samuel 15, the kingdom was torn away from him as he tore the hem of prophet Samuel's dress. The prophet pronounced, today, the kingdom is torn away from you and your, and your generations. 
And here the prophet went home and began to mourn for King Saul. Because God used him to install him and God used him to dethrone him. He went to mourn for him. And God called him. For how long will you mourn for Saul? Arise! And go to the house of Jesse and anoint the one that I will show you. So that led to the anointing of Saul in force of David in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Can I have an amen? In a secret ceremony, a family ceremony. Nobody knew of that anointing except his brothers and himself and his parents. And yet Saul was still on the throne. Amen? So now enter 1 Samuel chapter 17. And you know before then, after the anointing, we are told that the Spirit of God departed from who? From Saul. Because you cannot have two kings on the throne at the same time. The moment David was anointed, the Spirit departed. And a tormenting spirit began to torment him. And he began to behave like a mad person. And one of his servants, and he was diagnosed that if you can get somebody who can play very well, if he plays, you will have relief. Hallelujah. So he was saying, where will we get such a person? He said, I know one boy. That guy is man. If he plays like this, the anointing of God will come down. And then they went to call David. Isn't God humorous? How will David ever get near the palace? to learn how not to be a king, to learn the mistakes of Saul if God did not orchestrate it. He orchestrated it and then David, oh, so this is how the palace is. This is how the villa is. So this is the way you people do. Ah, okay. So that when he gets there, he will not repeat the mistakes of Saul. Can I have an Amen. Can read all that in 4 Samuel 16. Now enter 4 Samuel 17. Verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soko and Azekah and Ephes Damin. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah. They drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. I'm reading the ESV. We've read all of that. And then the Bible describes who Goliath was. Verse 4. There came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath. His height was 9 feet 9 inches. He had a helmet of bronze on his head. And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had bronze armor on his legs, a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron, and his shield-bearer went before him. Verse 8. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come 
out to draw up for the battle. That was his first boast. Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. Hallelujah. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and you shall serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. What a boast. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And I tried to explain to you this principle, you know, called the representative combat. Simply put, it's the principle of one for all and then all for simply put. Just choose a soldier from you to represent you all. And then I am representing my people. Whoever finds and kills the other one, the, the, the party will submit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We'll camp around this today and then we will pray. Not for lack of words, but we are in a delicate season in our country. And God needs to choose a man. How many of you know how many seats are there in the villa? Is it only one or two or three? How many? It's only one seat. It's only one man God is looking for. Glory to God. Isaiah 59, verses 14 to 16. Isaiah 59, verses 14 to 16. Truth is justice is turned back, and righteousness stands how? How? Far away. For truth has stumbled. Where? In the public squares. And uprightness cannot enter. Please give it to me in the NKJV. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands where? Afar off. For truth is falling where? In the streets. And equity cannot enter. There is no equity. I don't know what you have seen in the last eight years. Are we going to be talking of the nepotism? Or the particular tribalization of government agencies? Hallelujah. Truth has fallen in the public square, in the streets. So truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a I explained it to you when you choose to be the righteous person what will happen you make yourself a prey you will not fall a victim you can say that again my dear he says yes sir you need to experience it to know what we are talking of 
where you want to be the righteous man in the midst of these ravenous wolves, you make yourself a prey because they want to consume you. Then the Lord saw it and it what? It displeased him that there was no justice. Do you think God is happy with our country as it is? What was his antidote? He saw that there was no And he wondered why there was no intercessor. Tell me, in Nigeria, how many big men of God do we have? Can you tell me that God can find no man that is standing for Nigeria? Where are all the millions of churches that we have? You know how many churches you passed before you got here today? Maybe not less than 10. There is nobody who is in this service this morning who did not pass 10 churches to get here. Maybe, well, maybe for those who are living in our community here, I take back those words. But you understand what I'm saying? And yet, God says there is no man. There is no one to stand in the gap, no intercessor. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. What an indictment on the church in Nigeria. How can we have these so many churches Congregations of hundreds of thousands, uh, the dome, super dome, uh, eagle eye, all manners of things, and yet God says there is no man. And there is no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to him, and his own righteousness, it sustained him. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? I told us that for so long, we have done our own thing. We have made our own selections. We have chosen our own people. But in 2023, God wants to choose his own man. Yeah. Says, therefore, his own arm has brought in salvation for him. And his own righteousness, it has sustained him. Shout hallelujah. Isaiah 5, verses 20 to 23. Isaiah 5, 20 to 23. And KJV, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There is a woe. This woe will come upon all these people. In the name of Jesus. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe to men, mighty at drinking wine. Woe to men, valiant for mixing intoxicating drink, who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away justice from the righteous man. And they take away justice from the righteous. The basic amenities of life are denied everyone. You even have your money in the bank, you cannot withdraw it. And people are starving. They are hungry. They have to trek long distances just to be able to come because they have no naira to enter public transport. Glory to God. Isaiah 10 verses 1 to 4. Isaiah 10 verses 1 to 4. Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed to rob the needy of justice. Do you know there are those who specially craft policies 
to disenfranchise the poor and to favor the rich. Go back to verse 1. Who writes misfortune which they have prescribed? They write unrighteous decrees, unrighteous policies which they have prescribed, verse number 2, to rob the needy of justice and to take what is right from the poor of my people that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. Verse 3. We are going to 4. Verse 3. What will you do in the day of punishment and in the desolation which will come afar off, from afar? To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down among the prisoners and they shall fall among the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. When they come and bow at the feet of our Lord Jesus, they will find succor and repentance. Can I have an amen? Because God has a plan for them too. They are not doomed. Can I have an amen? Can I have a bigger amen? So it's a righteous God. But you know what? We are going to pray because it's our year of turnaround that God will reverse our fortunes this year in the name of Jesus. I said the Lord will reverse our fortunes this year in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 29, 17 to 21, New Living Translation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Soon, and it will not be very long. Can I have an amen? Yeah. The forest of Nigeria will become a fertile field. Yeah. And the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. Yeah. In that day, the deaf, verse 18, the deaf will hear words read from a book and the blind will see through the gloom and the darkness. Yeah. The humble will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord. The poor will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The scoffer will be gone. The arrogant will disappear. And those who plot evil will be killed. In the name of Jesus. Those who convict the innocent by their false testimony, they will disappear. I said they will disappear. A similar fate awaits those who use trickery to pervert justice and who tell lies to destroy the innocent. Rise up on your feet and let's pray. Let's pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. That God will reverse our fortune this year in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and pray that this year scoffers will disappear. The arrogant will disappear out of our land in the name of Jesus. And those who plot evil and are killing innocent people, they themselves will be killed in the name of Jesus. Those who are giving false testimony on behalf of the states, they will disappear in the name of Jesus. Those who are perverting justice through trickery and telling innocent lies to destroy the telling lies to destroy the innocent in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
please be seated. But friends, listen to me. Our case has begun, it has gone beyond just a man that will intercede in prayers. Hallelujah. Our case has gone beyond just looking for a man that will intercede in prayer. It's gone beyond that. You know what God is looking for now? God needs men and women who will carry the grace and the anointing of Nehemiah to build up the walls and the broken infrastructures of Nigeria. Because the problem, like many say and you know, is not because there are no policies. It's the implementation of those policies. So it's God's desire has gone beyond just looking for men that will stand in the gap. We have had great and we still have great big men of God in this country that are standing in the gap. Can I have an amen? But now God is looking for men and women in the order of Nehemiah who will arise and build up the walls of Nigeria. Ezekiel 22. Let's show you. Ezekiel 22. Let me show you from verse 29. The people of the land, verse Ezekiel 22, verse 29. The people of the land have used what? Oppressions. ESV. Anyone? They have used, they have practiced what? Extortion. And they have committed robbery. They have oppressed the poor and the needy. They have extorted from the sojourner without justice. We are going to 33. And I sought for a man. You see that God is always looking for a man. I sought for a man among them who will do what? Build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land. It has gone beyond just looking for a man that we just pray alone. Where God is looking for men and women with the anointing of Nehemiah who will rise to build the walls of Jerusalem, the broken walls of Nigeria, and repair the infrastructure that has gone decadent in our nation. Can I have an amen? That I should not come and destroy it, but I found none. 31. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. I have returned their way upon their heads, declares the Lord God. But this year, he's putting a stop to it. Because he will locate his own man. I said he will locate his own man. In the name of Jesus. Because he has said to us, 2023 is our year of turnaround. The Lord will have mercy over us. He will raise for Nigeria the man that he has prepared to deliver us from the Goliath and the Philistines. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. I was explaining what happened, what Goliath was doing. He says, give me a man. I've related that to the situation of our country. It is in response to that, let's go back to 1 Samuel 17 verse 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It was in the answer to such a prayer since no man could yield the call among the Israelites who were already in the forefront of the army 
were there no men that were in the army of Saul? It was a response to that call that God divinely orchestrated David whom he had anointed secretly a few years before to show up. Give me verse 11 and 12 together. Hallelujah. When Saul and all Israel heard these words on the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Nobody could stand for God to use. He says, give me a man. No man could show up. Now David was the son of an Ephratite. It was in response to that yearning of Goliath. Give me a man that will stand. Let's fight together. If I kill him, then we have won. If, the man, if your man kills me, then we will surrender to you and serve you. But there was nobody. They were all afraid. How many politicians have we had? We have had generations of politicians. Grandfather was a politician. Father was a politician. Son is now a politician. But has God been able to find anyone to use to deliver Nigeria? Can I have an amen? Please talk to me. None. Now, David, the son of an Ephratite of Bethlehem, in Judah, named Jesse, had eight sons. And in the days of Saul, the man was already old and advanced in years. Glory to God. The three oldest sons of Jesse had followed Saul to battle. His three sons who went to the battle were Eliab, the first son, verse 13. Next to him was Abinadab, and the third was Shammah. Even David's brothers, professional politicians, they were already in the army. But God, none of them could show or take responsibility for their country. Can I have an amen? Glory to God. I say, there will be surprises in the days ahead. The Lord will surprise us. But it will be a pleasant surprise. In the name of Jesus. Because all the old God, none could stand for God to be used. None could stand to face Goliath. All the army were there. The best of the best. Eliab, Abinadab, Shammah. These were the six-footer guys. And you must not be less than 20 years old. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 20 before you can be enlisted in the Israeli army. You must be at least 20. These were valiant men, professional politicians. But they have all failed. None of them could show up when it mattered most. Glory to God. Then God divinely orchestrated and led the path of David. It is not by how long you have been a politician. It doesn't matter whether you are the foundational member of your party. God has looked at all of you and said you have all failed. And he wants to raise up a David. Can I have an amen? amen. That is what God is said to do in 2023. Amen. He wants to raise up one with a Davidic anointing. Verse 16. Or verse 14 rather. David was the youngest. The three elders followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. He was not a professional politician, but he was going back and forth to feed the flock. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Say there are surprises waiting for us in 2023. And for 40 days, the Philistines came forward and took his stand, morning and evening. 
And what was he doing? He kept boasting every day for 40 days, both in the morning and in the evening. Shout hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Friends, it's time for God's move. It is time for God to move. And he alone will decide this doer in the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? Let me read to verse 20 and I will stop and we'll pray. And Jesus said to David his son, who was not a professional politician, and all the politicians are deriding him. What does he know? Go back and feed the sheep. Just go back and feed the sheep. Take for your brothers an ephah of this patched grain and these ten loaves. Carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousands. See if your brothers are well and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. Were they really fighting? Are they really fighting? They were just feeding fat, getting offerings. You know, soldier, I've told you here before, when you are a military soldier, even soldier pants, soldier singlet, how do they still do it? Some of my friends were in the army those days. They have soldier pants, soldier singlet, soldier everything. The army is responsible for everything on you. Full stuffs. They go to the market for you. Can I have an amen? I'm talking of officers. I don't know of now. So these guys that were in the field fighting, was the allowances not being paid? Were they not collecting allowances every day? Were they fighting? The guy was there boasting and they were there <laughs> they were just growing fat. And yet the masses were under oppression. That's what has happened to our politicians. They go there and it's supposed to be your representatives. But what happens? They care nothing about you. It's only when it's time for election they will remember constituency. But the tide is changing because it's our year of turnaround. I say it's our year of turnaround in the name of Jesus. And David rose early, verse 20. And I will stop here. Early in the morning, he left the sheep with a keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse has commanded him. The man carrying this anointing is one that is under a command. I told you last, last Sunday, two weeks ago, it's about obedience. One that is obedient to the, to the, to the voice of God. He came to the encampment of the host and as was going out to the battle line shouting the war cry. He went to meet them in the war front. God is about to pleasantly surprise us in Nigeria. May his word swiftly come true in the name of Jesus. May God come true for us as a nation in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for our country that this time around anyone that will want to bungle this process, may God bungle them. I said may the Lord bungle them. 
May the Lord bungle them in the name of Jesus. We have gone through our motions. We have casted our votes. But there is still yet a long way off. Between now and May 29, great things are going to happen. But you know what? You and I must stand to enforce the will of the Lord. We may have no guns. We have no guns to carry. We have no power to boast in. We have no riches to boast in. We have no wisdom to even boast in. But we can boast that we know the God who is a God of loving kindness, a God of justice, a God of equity, and we want him to rise. Because he has said it's our year of turnaround. Shall we rise up on our feet and call upon that God this morning? Let's call upon him this morning and say, God, you are the God of justice. You are the God of justice. It's time for you to turn around our fortune. Raise up your own David. Raise up your own David that you have anointed in the name of Jesus. You have said soon, it will not be very long when the forest of Nigeria shall become a fruitful field. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. In the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord. Give us Isaiah 29 and put it on the screen. Yes, Lord, help us. Yes, help us, O oh God. Help us in the name of Jesus. Pray that the scoffers, the scoffers will be gone and the arrogant will disappear in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. That you will raise up a David for yourself. That you will raise up a David for yourself. It's time for you to choose your own man. It's time for you to choose your own man. In the name of Jesus. Father, come through for us as a nation. Come through for Nigeria. Have your way in our country. Have your way in our country. Have your way in our country. We have casted our votes. We have gone through our motions. Lord, make your decision. Make your decision. Favor our righteous cause. In the name of Jesus. Favor our righteous cause. In the name of Jesus. What you desire is good leadership. Lord, good leadership is your desire. Reke postu paria masakata. Oh, masempra gashi gadaraba. Nerebo bobo bosom barabako sekaturia masakata. Zenderia masabra gashi gadaria masakata. Oh, marababa zenderia bako sakataraba. Menkoraba seburuba bashi gadaria masata. Verse 17, Isaiah 29. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Soon it will not be very long. I say, soon it will not be very long. Soon it will not be very long. The forest of Nigeria will become a fertile field. And the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. In the name of Jesus. In that day, the dead will hear the words read from a book. And the blind will begin to see. In the name of Jesus, the scale will fall from the eyes of Nigerians. Nigerians will begin to demand their rights. In the name of Jesus, without intimidation, without any form of oppression. In the name of Jesus, these coffers will be gone. They will disappear from the land. And those who plot evil and are killing innocent souls will themselves be killed. 
in the name of Jesus. The mouth of the Lord has declared it. And joy will spread throughout our country in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God say, All has bowed and all eyes closed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we are grateful to you for how you have spoken to us this morning. Thank you because there is hope for Nigeria. For you have said, even if a tree is cut down, there is still hope for her. Thank you for what you have begun to do already. And we know because you are the one who is the doer. You will perfect that which has to do with our country in Jesus' name. What you delight in is good leadership. And good leadership we shall have. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. If you are here this morning and you have not known Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I would love to pray with you. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Raise up your right hand wherever you are. I would love to pray with you this morning. What a day. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Thank you, Lord. Or you have accepted Christ, but you are not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit with the initial vocal evidence of speaking with other tongues. You can raise up your right hand as well. God bless you. If you are raising your hand, step forward quickly. I would love to pray with you. Step forward. If you are raising your hands, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, I'm waiting. Come, come, come. Yes, I'm waiting. God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. Just come, come, come. You are raising your hand. You are born again, but not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking with other tongues. What a privilege I have. Just come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please say after me, Father. I come before you as your child. Accept me the way I am. Save me to the uttermost in the name of Jesus. I believe you sent Jesus to die for me on the cross of Calvary. I confess him as my Lord and as my Savior. And I make up my mind by a decision of my will to follow him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Father, Lord, you have said anyone that comes to you, you will not cast away. Accept your son into the beloved in the name of Jesus. Write his name in your book of life. And Lord, as we be praying with him, let the endowment of your spirit come down from above and distill over his heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Because whatever covenant, especially the spirit of death, the covenant with death over his life, I annul today in the name of Jesus. And I decree that you will not die, but you will live to declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God say, Brother, there's a brother there. Please just go towards him. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. And we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the PPA Fan Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at ppfn.org. Now, always remember, you are a citizen of heaven 
and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.